Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Good morning, everyone. Is awake or asleep? Today's gospel is a gospel that was repeated two weeks ago. Gospel of the five loaves and two fish. And always when there is a fifth Sunday of the Coptic month, this is the gospel that gets filled in and is used as the readings for the day. So we read this gospel about six or seven times a year on average. So you ask yourself the question of why the church constantly wants this gospel reading to be read over and over and over again. You know, even as you look through from Vespers of last night, Vespers of last night, we read the Matthew account of the five loaves and two fish. This morning in Matins, we read the Mark account. This morning here in the Gospel reading, we read the Lucan account. It's the only miracle, with exception of the resurrection, that's mentioned in all four Gospels. So, obviously, the church is trying to give us a very strong message of the importance of this Gospel. It's also very difficult when this gospel reading is read so often to come up with new things to share with the congregation. So I'm not trying to share anything new today. I'm just trying to share what I think really touched me from this morning's reading. And I think when you look at the the totality of all four gospels, you get a very clear message that to me stuck out very, uh, very loudly this morning. The first thing is it's ironic that the Lord tells them, you give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. And the solution for them is to send people home. Like the solution for them is not, let's figure out something. Let's figure out what's going on. Let's come up with some sort of way. Should we like go check with all? I mean, think about this for a second. Most of these people were traveling, so maybe some of them had packed some food. Some of them maybe had not packed food, but maybe the disciples would have said, oh, let's, let's see what is available within the people. Let's see what kind of resources we can come up with together, and we can maybe gather everybody's food, and then we can share it amongst everyone. But no, their solution is send them all away. And my question is, the first point for today is, do we have godly vision? When we encounter a situation, what's your perspective? How do you look at certain situations and scenarios? Do you look at the negative of it or do you look at the positive of it? The lens that we look at things in life is the way that we will approach all the obstacles that we are presented with. If I know that the Lord is with me, if I know that I have the master of the universe with me in all circumstances, the one who is the architect of all things, the one who is able to make the sun rise and the sunset, the one who is able to make the stars twinkle, and the ones to make their twinkle stop twinkling. If I know that I have him with me, then my lens as I approach every circum- circumstance in life changes, right? And are we the type of people that are always looking at things from a glass half-empty perspective or from a perspective of a glass half full? Are you an optimist or a pessimist? Are you looking around and seeing the world with that which is wrong or are you looking around the world with that which is good? And I think when the Lord tells them you give them something to eat, 
what stood out to me today is look and see. Look and see. Pay attention. Like, if you believe that I am who I am, and I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, do you not think I'm able to make menna rain from heaven? Like, have you forgotten that? Like, have you forgotten that I am the I am? Like, I am the one who is and is and is to come, who was and is and is to come? Like, I am, right? So you give them something to eat. Not from yourself. Not from what you have. But you have me with you. Look at the situation. Do you have godly vision? Is your vision one of optimism or is your vision one of pessimism? In Proverbs 29, 13, it says, where there is no vision, people perish. Where there is no vision, people perish. And that verse is always a challenge for leaders to say, where are we, what are we seeing? What is the lens? What is the, the dreams that we hope that God has for his people and for his church? But I ask each and every one of you, what's your vision? What's your vision? What's your vision for your family? What's your vision for your, your job, for your spiritual life, for all the things? What's your vision in which God is challenging you today through this gospel reading to lean on him to be the one to give you clarity in terms of where you want to go? The second thing is, it's really interesting, is he says, make them sit down into groups of 50. In each of the counts, the detail of how the Lord goes about organizing the people slightly different but the the goal is or the theme that we take away is that the lord was organized the lord was organized right we think sometimes we have this idea that hey just do whatever you want just figure things out just haphazardly just no but the lord taught the disciples that if you're going to do ministry like if you're going to do the work which i'm entrusting you to do be organized set them down in groups of 50. Because if you're organized, if you have a plan, if you have vision, if you have clarity, I'm able to do things in a clear, systematic fashion, right? You could have easily said, just take these baskets and spread them out. No, but the Lord teaches his disciples today, be organized. And I think for us, ask yourself the question, how organized are you with the things that the Lord has entrusted you with? How organized are you with your gifts, your talents, with your money, with your resources, with your spiritual life, with your work, with the way you govern your family? How organized are you? And I think the question is, as the Lord teaches us today and asks us, I'm organized and I'm the one who architected the temple, you should be organized too. And he gives his disciples this clear message of not to just do things haphazardly. I know a lot of times we're filled with emotion and a lot of times we act from what we feel and what we think. But which one of us intends to build a tower without first calculating the cost? Which one of us, if you're an engineer or a structural engineer, do not first look at the framework of where you're going that you need to make sure that it is a proper foundation in order to be built up on? The Lord is telling us today, be organized. Be organized, have godly vision, be organized. This, the third thing that's really beautiful from this gospel reading is it says, so they ate and were filled. They ate and were filled. That's cool, actually. It's not like they ate and they were satisfied. It's they ate and they were like melianin. They were filled. Like he doesn't just satisfy just the needs for them to survive. He satisfies their needs and he fills them. 
And I think that's a really beautiful message for us, is that in order for me to have godly vision, in order for me to implement that vision, I need to first be filled by him. And when I am filled by him and I'm satisfied by him, and when he provides my comings and my goings and my ins and my outs, and he is the one that sustains me, what vision do I have? What structure do I go about in implementing that vision? How much clearer is the world before me when I know that I have the satisfaction from him and he's able to fill me and not just fill me, to give me overflow? You look even at the end, is that there were 12 baskets of leftover fragments that were taken up by them. I think that's actually one of the most beautiful parts of this gospel reading. So imagine this, you have all these people and there's like not enough. And then all of a sudden, there's an abundance. And Christ doesn't tell them, hey, just go throw out the rest of the food. He says, no, gather them up. Gather them up and put them in baskets. There's a lesson for us in this is that we shouldn't be wasteful with the resources that God has given us. We should be faithful stewards with all that God has entrusted us with. But the beautiful thing is, imagine this, is as they took those baskets and they put them out on their, on their shoulders, they were up in the mountainside, right? When they came down, the people that were on the bottom of the mountain must have said to them, hey, where'd you guys get all this food? Like, you were up in the mountains. There's no food in the mountains. Like, and this was a further opportunity for them to be able to share the miracle that the Lord Jesus Christ did. So they were filled they were overflowing. They brought these baskets and are carrying them, which are probably heavy, by the way, 12 baskets of fish and, and bread, probably a little bit smelly from the fish. You know, they're carrying it on their shoulders. And then as they come down, the people are like, where did you get all this food? And it was a further opportunity for them to share what miracle the Lord had done. When I have godly vision, when I'm organized, when I'm filled, I then overflow into others. I overflow into others. There is, you know, the expression in Arabic is In English, if you are filled, you overflow. If you are filled, you overflow. And today, the gospel of this day is challenging us to say, be filled. I'm here. I'm ready to give you. I'm ready to give you an overflow, not just of your basic needs. Not just of your basic needs. I'm here to give you that which is in excess. Now, I'm not talking about financial. I'm not talking about 401ks. I'm not talking about the, the material possessions of life. I'm talking about if any of us are living in fear, if any of us are in anxiety, if any of us are struggling today, I'm able to satisfy. And I'm not able only to just satisfy. I'm able to satisfy what you're going through, to fill you, and that you have an abundance to overflow to every single person that you encounter. How many of us want to live overflowing, that abundant life that the Lord Jesus Christ tells us that he has promised us? I've come that he may give them life and that they may live it more abundantly. How many of us are tired of living defeated? How many of us are tired of feeling the sense of brokenness? How many of us are tired of feeling like our problems always hinder us from being able to see God for who he is? Sometimes, again, that vision, that perspective, when all of our lives are filled with problems, all we do is focus on the problems. But when you have the Lord walking with you, when you're filled with him, no problem is a problem. No problem is a problem. Because yes, there is a problem before me, but I have the one who's able to solve every problem. 
Yes, there's a difficulty. Yes, there is a relationship issue. Yes, there's all these different things. Fill in the blank. But because I have, he who is with, it, with me is able to give me the peace which surpasses all understanding to navigate every circumstance. My challenge for myself today is, do I have godly vision? Or is my lens sunglasses? Do I see the world with light or do I see it with darkness? Second thing is, am I, when I have vision, am I organized enough to be able to implement that? By the grace of God, he's telling me to be organized. The third thing is, I, the Lord, when I'm with him, I have enough to be filled. And then the fourth thing is, when I'm filled, he doesn't just give me what I need. He gives me an overflow in order to be able to overflow into others. May all of us today be those who walk out pouring out the excess, the overflow of the love of God that they've encountered into the world around us. Because the more that we are filled, the more that we are satisfied by Him, the more and more that the world around us is filled with those who are light in the midst of the darkness. Fragrance and aroma of Christ in the midst of a smelly world that is filled with so much stinkiness. We get to be the aroma of Christ. We get to be His fragrance. So may all of us be that light, be that fragrance that is taking from Him and overflowing into others. Glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.